content in this podcast is not legal, financial, or investment advice. When my friend comes on the platform, I might get a notification. I'm sh- I know that things are happening on the platform and I can come in and join up. And then we have people that have rooms that are turned on, turned off, and you can come at certain times. All of that's happening. And it is encouraging our, our users don't want to just kind of always wear the same thing. They don't want to be what's called, a lot of them will say, well, that's so basic, you know, like you need to really get a better outfit. Um, And that's where you go into the catalog and there's just so many choices. So we do some curation where, especially where we're highlighting really popular creators, there's like a landing page at the top of our shop that we will catalog and show like collections of, of things or things that are sorted by keyword. We do, um, contests like weekend outfit challenges that like encourage people to go out and pick new styles we're not arbitrating the style they are wow lauren that was an amazing conversation with mara from imview and together labs it's like you know we were saying to me it's just this hidden gem of the metaverse and uh, one that brands certainly targeting that demographic should should be aware of and they're doing so many cool things yeah, I was really excited to have her come on to walk through one, just how many people are actually using InView, you know, right. at a million daily active users. That's really impressive compared to so many of the other platforms today. Sure. And then to go into the nuances of what's working and how to think about virtual worlds, how brands should think about interacting with communities in virtual worlds. And then obviously their latest and greatest NFT launches and kind of how that is such an interesting case study alongside what's happening in the market today and how they're actually really doing so well with NFTs on the, on the marketplace and so much about the creator economy. So yeah, a lot, a lot covered in this conversation, excited for everyone to, to listen. Sounds good. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to another episode of Metaverse Matters by Pebble Ventures. As always, I'm here with my partner, Lauren Fenema. And we're always happy to have another new, great, exciting guest for you guys to learn about. And today it's Mara Welch. She is the Vice President of Marketing at Together Labs. And Mara, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Mike, it's a pleasure to be here with you and Lauren today. Perfect. Awesome. So why don't we just start, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background and then Together Labs, which... Many of you will get to know through one of your primary platforms, IMVU. I'd be happy to. So as far as my background, I've been a marketer forever, um, so always working um, in emerging technologies. Um, so, uh, you know, working in early virtual worlds that some of which didn't didn't uh, go past their fourth round um, and um, and also in innovation in the mobile space. So I'm a, I'm a huge mobile proponent. And really I'm interested and in, and in kind of what drives me is working with, um, to help communicate, help people communicate in digital spaces and do it in a way that's that's good for them and good for, for the community, right? So um, I've worked on a lot of social products. I've been the uh, head of marketing, uh, uh, digital marketing for uh, TripAdvisor. I've worked um, uh, in previous virtual worlds, one called WeWorld. Um, I uh, just have worked in a number of mobile startups, did some of the first mobile marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But what really brought me back to the virtual world space is my passion for um, really thinking about where we're going now that the metaverse is sort of a, a more common term that people are talking about. Um, at Together Labs, we kind of consider ourselves the OG of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our platforms, InView, has uh, been around about 18 years. So was there for the beginning of the sort of metaverse at the same time that say Second Life was coming up, for example. And I think what's really unique about InView is that it has a really thriving creator economy. And it's that creator economy with actual human beings trading and interacting and transacting with each other and creating their own platform that really excites me. I worked, like I said, in a lot of social platforms. And when we first started social media, it wasn't our objective to kind of where we landed with social media at this point, where sort of people are sort of siphoned off into these silos and, you know, ever, you know, different, different folks are kind of selling our data to everyone. And it's less about being social and more about the media and selling that. Um, so it's not something that brings people together. And originally it wasn't the plan. The plan was to bring people together. Right. So what I like about the metaverse space and really working deeply with, with humans in these digital spaces is to build systems that work really well and help people come together authentically. Fantastic. And, and so maybe just go a little bit deeper. Is it a game? Is it a mm -hmm. virtual world? You know, how do we think about, you know, for brands that are listening to this, how should they be thinking about ways to partner with you, do programs with you? And maybe just kind of start from the top. Great. Well, let me give you a little sense for um, for InView and sort of the size of the community. We have just about a million daily active users um, who come on the platform. Average session session times are about fifty five minutes, um, which kind of puts it higher than say the amount of time people would spend on Facebook or Twitter or anything sure. else out there. So it's a deep engagement. What are they doing? They're communicating. <laughs> Connecting. They're in a community. So we like to say that every day, uh, a, a community the size of San Francisco shows up on platform, Right. all kinds of connections, they're chatting and over 40,000 rooms at any given time are open and available for people to come into. The rooms are all kinds of things. They can be a beach scene. There, there's one that I was in yesterday that is sort of like an island in the middle of this beautiful lagoon. And you can go out on a boat and you can chat with people inside of the beach house, or you can be out on the beach sitting on beach chairs. The primary thing is chatting. We also have um, video that's integrated. So you can have a YouTube player and that's an icebreaker and a, and a conversation starter and something that you can enjoy music with. You can also voice chat on the platform. So there's just a lot of connection that goes on. And because we're a city the size of San Francisco, there's all kinds of flirting and meeting and friendships being made. In fact, I think we counted um, something like eight million friendships are made um, have have are made in a month on the platform, really? right? Just people friending each other, right? Um, and I think the other thing to know about the community is that people come here to really represent themselves as an avatar, right? It's a great place to meet and connect with people and to sort of live not just your authentic life, but also maybe the life that you really want to live, right? right. Maybe, maybe life is not playing so great for you in the real world, but you can come on in view. You can trick out your avatar in any kind of fantastical or normal, you know, everyday fashions and engage with people. So cool. 
Yeah. Like I just, I've loved our early conversations too about the platform and because people are starting to know so much more or be curious about virtual worlds, there's all these questions that come with it. And, and, you know, we think a little bit about social media as being kind of two-dimensional and not as engaging. And, and now this next chapter is so much about being three-dimensional and more immersive and more experiential. And what I loved about one of our early conversations was so much about the human emotion and the human mm -hmm. connection that is present on these platforms. And maybe that was the miss of social media, as you kind of alluded right. to earlier, it became just a great channel to market to people, which is, which is one right. thing, but you know, as an offshoot of that now, maybe the emotional journey of social media isn't quite where it needs to be, especially as we re read the headlines in the last totally. few years. And so as you think about InView and you think about, as you said, people going there to, to self-express and be who they really want to be, how does InView behind the scenes think about that and in, in yeah. designing experiences or even the controls or maybe the influences of what you're able to do on the platform? How do you you know, lean into great emotions like flirting and dating, uh, as well mm -hmm. as maybe not protect, but yeah. what are the, what are the parameters you can put in place to kind of help right. steer the communities into a positive light instead of right. maybe have them spiral into something else? Yeah. So, so much to unpack there is my favorite topic. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to like, yeah, I know it's so great. <laughs> I mean, I think what's, I, I think first, what you should think about when you think about metaverse properties that are 3D is number one in social media, it's asynchronous, right? Like I'll pose, you'll look later. We're not ever really together. When you come on a 3D metaverse platform, I'm my avatar and Lauren is her avatar. And we're having up two people are talking to each other right. and that can go really well or as awkward it can, <laughs> as, as real life can be like, you never know. Right. So um, it's authentic human to human connection. So that's number one. So what I would do is think about these spaces as meta societies. They're just like any other society that you have in the real world. They're just digital, right? Mm -hmm. So any good society has to have rules, mores, has to have, you know, behaviors that are appropriate. Like you wouldn't go into the town square and just start punching someone, or you wouldn't <laughs> go into the town square and just go off on someone and bully them. Um, so when you, we always like to think of our, our um, most important foundation for the entire society is our community guidelines. Um, I think that that is the core and that's what we always reflect back to, right? So it's okay to flirt, but it's not okay to push somebody into something that they're not interested in doing. Right. And so there are, there are ways that we um, build the platform such that um, it's possible for anyone to be able to report anything if they ever feel uncomfortable, A. Um, the community itself knows what the guidelines are and do a little bit of self-policing and correction in the way you would if somebody was inappropriate in the real world, right? So that happens as well. Um, and then we have a layer of AI that tracks um, anonymously, tracks chat and flags things like hate speech and we redact all of that kind of language. We'll intercept on inappropriate conversations that are not fit for the general audience, that kind of thing. And we'll nudge them to say, hey, this 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 was redacted because of community guidelines. So there's like all of that from a safety perspective. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's our number one priority always um, in, in working on any of these communities. You have to really respect that nobody can have a good time in a toxic environment. Yeah, but also so it has to be non-toxic. Mm -hmm. 
but it can't be like Disneyland either because that's not <laughs> real life either. And the thing to know about InView is that unlike say a platform like Roblox, which is mostly young kids, um, they have aged up. I mean, they have people that are a bit older, but their platform is actually caters to children. Um, we, we have 80% of our users are 18 plus. So this right. is really a place for adults to hang out and, and be together. If you're 13 to 17, you come on our platform, you have a segmented experience. We don't, you know, there's ways in which you're, it's difficult to align with people that are 18 and older on the platform, which is fine. It's just one of those things that we do to just sort of make sure that the community is harmonious as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, what else can I tell you about that? 67% of our audience is female. So okay. it's that's an interesting skew, right? So mm -hmm. we've, and, and this was true in other virtual worlds that I've worked on. Um, it tends to skew female. And I think the, as we talk to our users and we find out what attracts them to the platform, I think the creativity really does attract them. Um, and the avatar and the sort of, positioning yourself in certain ways. I think that that's super attractive. And then when you have 60% females, there's males are not far behind. There's a lot of interesting interactions that happen there. Um, so fascinating. It really is. And so I feel like every day we're in sort of an, you know, the best kind of sort of anthropology uh, <laughs> work. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. yeah, this is a major chapter for that, I think. And, and maybe that alludes to because the foundation is strong, because you are not new, you know, right. because, because InView is many, you know, over a decade, almost two in the making. And so sounds like you've had a, a chance to really integrate things that you've been observing over many years, yeah. which is another huge advantage. Yeah. And I think talking about, um, also just talking about how we approach product development, we're mm -hmm. very insights driven. We listen to the community because we're building this platform for the community, a number one, um, whenever we're about to do anything, we can talk a little bit later, maybe about, we just launched NFTs on the platform. So mm -hmm. to introduce collectability, rarity, all of that, we worked for a year with our community of creators and users before we ever rolled that out. They knew it was coming. We co-created some of the platform with them. So we do that. And also just, if we take an, even a step back, we really studied the, the science of friendship, how humans connect. And it's, it's a soft science, it's a social science, sure. but there are ways in which you absolutely need to have certain things in order to feel connected to someone. You have to have you know, proximity to them. You have to have frequent interactions with them. You have to have reciprocity where I tell you something about me, you tell me something about you that moves us up the ladder of understanding each other and opening up so that we do feel comfortable with disclosing about ourselves. If you don't have all of those ingredients, on the platform, you're not going to connect with people. It'll be a little bit like social media. It's almost impossible to connect, right? Truly. Mm -hmm. It really Most is. people like in a magazine way. Um, but to truly connect, that's what our goal is. So we really architect the platform from the ground up for connecting. So chatting together, um, putting people, um, one of the most difficult things, you probably know it when you go into any conference or big room full of people, the hardest thing is breaking the ice. Right. So we have ways in which we, you know, allow, you know, video is a real icebreaker. There's people in, uh, in our apps that um, just hang out, sit down, put on their favorite video and talk about why they like it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we have activities that you can do that just sort of pull people together like polls or st conversation starters, those kinds of things. Um, and I think that's really important. And then we even talked a little bit about our program, our, our platform that's in development, which is called With Me. It's an open beta right now in the App Store. And in that one, we've taken it a step further because that is built on Unreal Engine, which allows Ooh. for gameplay in an interesting way. Sure. So as we build that, we really thought about how do we um, connect people through interactions like drawing together, like playing a trivia game together um, right. and playing an escape room together. So that's the kind of activities that we're, we're working on in that new platform. And we're starting to introduce back into um, InView as well. And I'll say the last thing is we think about rewarding the positive. Mm. So positive behavior I mean, it's the carrot, the stick, right? Which is more effective? Truly, yes. So we know what's more effective, but exactly. we feel like- You know it good. if you're a parent yeah. or a manager or whatever, you know, and I think it's super important for us to uncover positivity and the True. engine for positivity in any community are those people that are naturally greeters and, out and hosts and welcomers, right? right? So we have active communities of volunteers that come in and greet our new users or make them feel welcome or tell them how to get around the platform. They also are the influencers that, um, that kind of let people know what's cool and what you should check out. And we feed those communities and encourage those communities and um, support their, their sort of bonding and meeting and all of that stuff because that's the core to any community. You know when you are in a community that there's no connection, right? You can feel right. it in the real world too. Mm -hmm. um, so that's also super important. So it's basically, it's the real world. It's just digital. No, so I have one more question yeah, that I, ahead, I'm sure Mike has a bunch too. No, no, like what well, I, you know, I love that, um, this like kind of vision of what's possible in these virtual communities. I love the idea okay. of being able to express yourself in safety when maybe you're not able to do that yeah. in the real world. I think that's super compelling. And, and yet I'm so curious about like the economics of it all too, mm -hmm. and how, how do we make you, money? Yeah, that, and like, as you express yourself, you talk about avatars, like that you mm -hmm. can really style yourself and get dressed and are you doing that with brands? Are you doing that mm -hmm. with this creator economy? Are you doing both? Like, how do right. you think about introducing, you know, it sounds like such a great community, but in the way of introducing business and kind of brands and using it as a platform right. to market um, and right. knowing what we've learned from social media. So not wanting to disrupt that flow, but how do you right. think about as a brand approaches a, a platform like InView, knowing what users, like what the, the fans and the communities want right. on InView, how do brands think about interacting in that space? Interacting with it. Yeah. Right. right. So to answer the top question, yes, we work with brands, but yes, we also work with creators and we creators sort of, creators have, are the engine of the economy and they're actually the co-creators of the entire platform. So there is nobody in our staff on InView or in Together Labs that builds content for InView. Mm, like wow. nobody builds content at all. Wow. Sometimes when we co-create and work with brands, we might help you to create content for a platform, but we're almost always partnering with creators. Got it. So we will bring them in, pair a brand up with uh, expert creators that we have relationships with, and um, they will we will together co-create some really interesting stuff. But every single room, 3D room that you're in, every single 
avatar item, whether it's hairstyles, face styles, body shapes. Um, it's it, our avatars are infinitely customizable. So, you know, you can be uh, super tall, you can be super short, you can be any color of the rainbow, including, you know, rainbow. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be an eggplant, you can be an alien, you can do anything you really want. Um, and, you know, that's your way of introducing yourself to the world. And I would say that there are styles that are popular on the platform and their styles are they're not, but not, but we don't have to be the arbiters of that style. As a platform owner, our job is to give them the platform through which they can express themselves. So whatever becomes popular and sells the most on the platform is what tends to trend in the catalog. Um, you know, we have, we highlight creators that have new collections launching um, and we work with, you know, 200,000 active creators. They're uploading like 40,000 things per week or day wow. sometimes. We've got over 60 million things in the catalog over these 18 years. Wow. Um, it's, it's a, it, so just to give you a sense, the way that we make money is by transaction fees on sales of virtual goods. We give away our creator tools. To be a creator, you do need to be like a, have a VIP subscription, but you know, it's low dollars per month to just get started. So basically you can become, if you're interested, you can become a creator very inexpensively. You can create 3D items, upload them directly from the tools into our shop um, and sell them. And wow. you can uh, make, you know, earn credits, which is our in-game economy. Um, and if you sell enough and you start to make enough, then you can earn, get into our earn money program, in which case you can exit and get paid by us. Mm -hmm. So just to get a sense for the size of the economy, um, we pay out almost a million dollars per month to our creators. Okay. Wow. And that's just their share. Um, so, you know, we're doing something like, we're just doing billions of transactions on the platform at all times. Um, and it, and then on top of all of that, in the last 45 days, we just launched NFT creation capability on platform. Um, and we have our own uh, uh, stable coin called VCoin, which is our, our um, meta token that you can use to purchase these NFTs. So that's a whole separate coin mm -hmm. economy on the platform. Um, and that's been a huge hit. So anyway, that's how we're making money. We make money through transactions. We sure. have a little bit of advertising on the platform, but for the most part, it's sure. all about the creators. I'm super curious to unpack a little bit about self-expression and then yeah. a little bit about the ownership through NFTs. What have you learned? Like people go on, are they, do you have much information about initial avatars they put out there? How those avatars might change over time? What can we learn? Like if we're a brand and we're looking to engage on the platform, how do we think about self-expression? How do we think about enabling self-expression? Maybe just talk a little bit about that. And then I want to dive into the NFT component because I know from talking to another conversation, sounds like that's been going quite well. And that's yeah. really nice to hear because we're we're not in a good NFT market right now. That's and right. We're I think I really want to kind of understand you guys took a very, very long time to decide how to think about and then launch NFTs. And that will give us some real good insights into what your community is looking for. And maybe we can extrapolate that out to larger audiences, even outside of your community. Right. No, that makes, that's great. Thank you. I think that, um, how do we know 
how what, what does self-expression go and how do trends change? So you'll see the trends as you move through the community in terms of what's really what's really hot. Like, um, and I think as people come into the platform, they're just getting started. So they're just trying to figure out what's going on. And right. we have a base set of items that you use when you're a new player um, that you can choose from. And then you enter into the platform pretty quickly. What we see people, what new users, the path for new users is come into the platform, trick out your avatar, and then we funnel you into what's called sort of a welcome room or an area where our greeters are, where it's possible to sort of get the ropes and understand sort of what it's like and how to move around on the platform and go from place to place. Sure. Um, once you're that, you can then go in to see what's the most popular rooms and you can choose from rooms that are either live and hosted by a player. There may be voice and video going on in some of those rooms, or you can just tour around to other rooms where people are just getting together and chatting. Immediately, what the goal for us as a platform is just to encourage you to make friends. That way you have connections and you can connect with them. So when my friend comes on the platform, I might get a notification. I'm I know that things are happening on the platform and I can come in and join up. And then we have people that have rooms that are turned on, turned off, and you can come at certain times. All of that's happening. And it is encouraging our, our users don't want to just kind of always wear the same thing. They don't want to be what's called, a lot of them will say, well, that's so basic, you know, like you need to really get a better outfit. Um, and that's where you go into the catalog and there's just so many choices. So we do some curation where, especially where we're highlighting really popular creators, there's like a landing page at the top of our shop that we will catalog and show like collections of, of things or things that are sorted by keyword. We do, um, contests like weekend outfit challenges that like encourage people to go out and pick new styles. We're not arbitrating the style, they are. So right. they're also begging creators for things that they don't, that they're not getting enough of, mm. right? Um, so I would say that the styles that tend to trend are sort of, it's interesting we did style um, stuff, you know, it's all the stuff that you would see in the regular world. So Goth is kind of on the wane, but you know, um, baddie styles are sort of still kind of a through a through point. Um, you know, dark academia making a comeback. You know, it's kind of like doing its thing. Um, you know, it's interesting because it's like uh, '90s styles, and it's funny because you know, having been around in the '90s, I'm like, wow, okay, '90s All styles. Right. Um, so it's, it's just, a, it's, it's literally all kinds of things. And so what we always do when we connect with brands is we first understand goals and objectives, you know, do you want to sort of get wide exposure and we do all kinds of things to introduce them to, into the community. The community loves gifts, right? What's the thing that you do when you go over to somebody's house, you bring a gift, right? So when somebody new comes into the community, we do encourage things like give something away that would be iconic of your brand. And then what we do is we'll host things like a, an, a challenge that will challenge people to take that item that they just got given and style it up in the best way, take a selfie, and then they can post that selfie on the internal feed and our platform and on our Instagram, which is, is right. quite um, quite open. So that's how we start getting people in, okay. interested and involved, you know, and I think that that is, um, you know, a key way for brands to think about it. And I think as we introduce new brands to the platform, we also bring our users in and we say, hey, we've got this new folks, we'd like you to introduce them in. So we're also using our community to help 
introduce them. So what I wouldn't do in a metaverse platform is kind of come in over the top and just throw up a billboard. Like that is not the way to do it. It would right. be a bit off-putting. Sure. Um, but if it's integrated and it's welcoming and inclusive, and I think the other thing that's challenging for brands is the idea of co-creation, right? Right, sure. It, you know, as a brand, you're supposed to protect your brand and you put up right. the walls and you make sure your brand is your brand, which it still has to be. You have to be the guardian and trustee of that. Yeah. But I think opening it up to co-creation opportunities, collaborations is really interesting. We did um, a fashion show in 2021 that Vogue magazine called the the first metaverse runway show mm. and what we did was we we worked with six different six or eight different metaverse uh, sorry real world fashion designers sort of you know like Moa Loa, Kalina Strada like really kind of cutting edge um right. edgy interesting designers and we paired them up with our creators and they created these new and never been done before styles and then we filmed them walking down the runway and and streamed it on twitch and like did all kinds of funky stuff, it was celebrated on the community because it was not only, it was like giving like a guy, we have a guy who's a, uh, uh, Roy and we have another, you know, another person and they were famous because they were like paired up with these fashion designers, right? Sure. So that's a great example of co-creation. Perfect. Yeah, we, uh, when we're talking about brands, we often talk about the need for understanding the intention of the user of these platforms. Right. How do we be authentic? And oftentimes, and I think this is a this is a universal challenge: is what parts of our brand do we have to morph into these new mm -hmm. worlds without losing everything that makes up the value of our brand in the right. real world? And that that's just simply a, a tough thing to solve for, uh, but something that we're all, I think, collectively learning how to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be I'd be really curious to understand um this nft thing because we're yeah. clearly in uh you know i don't know if it's a level setting or what mm -hmm. i don't know what the market is to be candid uh but you guys have had a lot of success and it's actually somewhat interesting to me because i wouldn't have expected you to have a lot of success on the nft side of the equation um so tell us about yeah. that how did you guys yeah. pull that off well it's interesting because I think part of it was we weren't trying to pull one off or like do a flip, like yeah. get rich quick, which is part of what's given NFT is sort of the issue um, that they're facing right now. It's it's bad press for good for reason. Sure. Um, we started thinking about the blockchain two years ago, where we okay. introduced Vcoin, our first stable coin. And in fact, we were playing we we did that originally. It pegs to the dollar, so it's a stable coin, right? It's not a speculative token. Um, and we did it because our users who were in, you know, on the platform wanted to help each other style their stuff, or they wanted to get a custom item made. And what they would do is do these sort of risky things. Like they'd go off on like Craigslist or something and like pay each other. And there would be ripoffs that would happen. And it would be like, well, what can we do to help this burgeoning like service economy? Right. So we created Vcoin such that it was, um, A, we knew we were in it for the long-term because this was gonna be embedded in our platform. So we worked really closely with the SEC and we got, we were only the third ever no action letter from the SEC, which allows it to be kind of condoned by the SEC as a non-security, which means that it's a st stable coin, but not 
not a cash coin, right? Not an actual coin. Long story short, it took us a long time to get that. Right. And we took the time to get it. <laughs> so it was one of the things that we we felt strongly about. This wasn't just a flash in the pan. This was going to be for the long term. Um, when we brought it into the economy, the only thing you could buy with Vcoin is you could do gigs. We opened up a gigs economy and right. people could advertise the things that they wanted to trade with each other or do with each other. And then they could pay each other in Vcoin. And if you wanted, you could, Vcoin is such that you can exit to cash, right? So you can actually get a debit card, attach it to your Vcoin account and go out and buy your coffee with it, you know? And maybe what you've been doing is being, I mean, we even have wedding officiants on the platform. <laughs> so because that happens. Um, so that's how we started. And that was, you know, two years ago, we formed a company a year after that called MetaJuice under our umbrella of Together Labs, which is dedicated to blockchain. Why? Why do we do that? Because we have been as a digital, if you worked in the digital space, ownership has been the big missing gap, right? Everything's infinitely customizable. That JPEG goes everywhere and you kind of want it to because that's kind of what it does. That's what the internet does, right? But what about when you want to hold a digital property and own it? What if you want to own it even after the place where you bought it moves somewhere else or goes out of business or whatever? You should still own that property, right? So we've been looking for technologies that could do that. And in fact, in my previous life, I've actually been in like other companies that were trying to attack that problem. Another reason why I'm at Together Labs is because I believe in the way we're doing it. Right. So um, long story short, we started with... Um, believing that the blockchain actually held the promise of ownership. And um, what that means is that when you buy this item, it's registered on the blockchain that you own it. And then when you sell it, the provenance continues to get sort of baked into the, into the object. So the creator of that object over time will get um, royalties from it, et cetera. So we're using NFTs right now as wearables on platform. So when uh, so when we created NFTs, we thought, okay, everybody, we already have a thriving virtual goods business, right? We're already doing millions of dollars a year in virtual goods sales. NFTs is going to be a whole different game because, and we knew that it was going to be good for our creators, right? Because it gives them options. Sure. You put an item into the catalog and make it a virtual good without the blockchain and sell many, many, many copies of it. Right. Or you can decide, I'm going to put out a limited run of 500 of just this item. Right. And it will just, but with the laws of, you know, supply and demand, it's going to be in more demand. And then the other thing is we knew it was important on the platform to make it the, the marketplace be able to be the resale place, okay. right? So not right. only could you buy the item, but you could resell it back to the community. So right now we're in a multi-phase rollout. And what we just rolled out was limited edition NFTs. So we've dropped tens of thousands of NFTs at this point over the last 45 days. Right. Um, we're selling out, you know, in under 10 minutes. I think the average is 7.5 minutes. And when we do a drop, it's usually about, say, 2,000. So there's a few sort of very high priced uh, limited items. Maybe it's like one of five or one of two. Um, and then there's some that are much lower priced, which are one of a thousand or one of 750 or something like that. And we can move those numbers around. We're learning a lot about what works. Um, so InView is now selling those into the platform and we're partnering with creators to make these items, selling it under our own account to the community. 
What we're about to launch though is the end game, which is what we always intended, which is embedding NFT creation tools into our creator tools so that any of our 200,000 creators can create them under their own accounts. Got it. And that is when, that's the game changer. So sure. we've only 45 days in, we've sold out tens of thousands of NFTs, but what's about to come is millions of NFTs <laughs> minted right. by regular people that don't need to know complex blockchain wallet kinds of things. None of our users are crypto savvy. Okay. Some of them are, yeah. but most of them are not. And so mm -hmm. we're taking that pain away from what you see in NFT marketplaces where it's like, wait, what's a MetaMask wallet? What do I have to do? I don't understand. Yeah. Right. Sure. Oh my gosh. That's so oh. exciting. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I have one question when you're ready. No, no, dive in. I'll, I'll reserve mine. I'm, we're probably going to ask the same thing. So. Yeah. I, I have two things. One, I love that idea of kind of helping people understand that you can own something now digitally. That's right. still such a vague idea to people. And, and I right. totally understand why. So NFTs at large, I think are an incredible tool for that. Um, and as you are thinking about rolling out NFTs, so were they welcomed by the community under the Imbue catalog, I guess, because they were excited to see this new innovation versus in the majority of situations when I'm investing my time and energy in something, it's something the community has created. So are they welcoming these new styles because it's a totally new idea and it kind of is uh, inspires trust because it's coming from Imbue. I yeah. think that's one thing that is super, I'm curious about. Because yeah, how do we do that? It's, a, it's yeah. a, we knew going in that it wasn't gonna be easy because we knew all the bad press with NFTs, right? Right. So we worked with a beta group um, in depth, a group mm -hmm. of creators, NFT skeptics, crypto skeptics, crypto enthusiasts. We worked with all of them in a group. So as we were going through the development process, we're like, okay, here's the kind of thing that we're planning. Here's what the UA is gonna look like. Here's what you can do. And it was interesting when we first started, we said, how do you feel about just to the general population? How do you feel about NFTs? It was pretty negative. Okay. But then when we listed out the features of an NFT, they were like, love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. The minute you tell them it's called an NFT, they're like, hate it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, and that's normal because it's, you know, it's like what everybody's hearing out there is like, it's a ripoff, it's a scam, like blah, 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 because mm -hmm. there are not just the NFTs, but there's also the speculative coins right. and, like and the, the resale market and the resale market, people working together to inflate that market. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why we're going one step at a time. We're not allowing the NFTs yet to go off platform, but that will come that right. Or to move between platform and platform. So like, because that's why we created MetaJuice as a company to build us a blockchain platform that would support not just in view, but also with me. And then eventually the rest of the metaverse, right? Mm, that's so where that I was going to go next. Yeah. So that we can kind of, we have a, we have, like I said, we have a long-term strategy mm -hmm. <laughs> we're still, we're working it through. Um, but you can see that like, it's super confusing. Like, why would I want to have my NFT hat that I bought on InView also where, what would I do with it if it was out there? But it will become clear over time sure. that mm -hmm. that'll have value. Um, so the other reason why um, we didn't just like drop the NFTs into the shop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so the other reason why it's awesome is, and why the users are okay with it is because we made sure just like any, okay, we're all brand, we all work in brand, right? So 
brand represents this core thing that I can link myself to and feel special because of it, right? I choose this jacket because I like the, the maker of this jacket and it reflects my personal style and maybe even my activism. Like, I don't know. There's all kinds sure. of reasons why you choose things. And it's social proof, right? So yeah. we made sure that we know that social proof is super important just for self-expression. Right. So social proof is what we baked into the NFTs. If you buy any NFT, your profile turns into this really gorgeous gold thing, right? Mm, okay. You become like a new level of user. Right. Um, we also made sure that the NFTs were not too highly priced, right? We couldn't make it such an order of magnitude higher than so. Most NFTs are between like th they're between three three dollars and as high as one hundred dollars for the really rare ones. Right. But that's a totally different ballgame than you know the one percent buying you know mm -hmm. something for a million dollars. We want everyone to participate in this economy. We don't want it to just be for the few. Right. Um, and the next thing that we're baking into it, and the users know this because we're we're communicating this to them through all our messaging is that eventually those NFTs, not only will you unlock that gold profile, um, but you will, and you'll be able to resell this item, by the way, which is something that they always ask for, is mm -hmm. I have all this stuff in my closet. I want to sell it and I can't. So they now can sell those things, make money, buy new things, do whatever they want. Um, eventually those NFTs will also unlock things on the platform. Very so, cool. You know, rooms that- Utility, you access, yeah. Utility, right. So, and it's so funny because I go and, you know, speak at conferences or talk about what we're doing and people are like, there's a whole like panel about utility for oh, NFTs. Sure. And I'm like, you can't have a product that doesn't have utility. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't even make sense. So we don't, we don't even go there. So it's, it's like everything that you buy on the platform, you can use on the platform the, the minute you buy it, like it's ready for you. Right. right. Yeah. So, so that's why I think it's been accepted. So I kind of got my brain going of where this is all going. It was kind of like, you know, Naver just closed their deal on Poshmark. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. so we're going to have millions and millions of items here. A lot of people are going to want to clean out their closets, so to speak. Right. Is there a whole new sort of Poshmark type company that's going to be built even within IMVU? I mean, where you, I mean, that's one of the 100%. reasons we're very excited to have you on is because you're this kind of hidden gem in the metaverse yeah. world that we, we wanted to make sure people knew about. We're running a little short on time. So I do yep. <laughs> want you to talk a little bit about you have an upcoming event with Oppenheimer. And yes. maybe talk a little bit about that. And then we'll kind of wrap it up. This has been great. That sounds terrific. Um got two things that are coming up that you should keep an eye yeah. out for. One is um we've been a part of um uh, Oppenheimer analyst Martin Yang has is about to launch a new report on avatars and what they mean for the future for business for investors. Great. Um, which of course we were like, yay, we love this topic. We like dove in with Martin, had a great conversation. Our CEO, Darren Sway, is um featured in the report and Imbue is is throughout the report. Um, so we invited Martin to come on Imbue. Actually, we're taping it tomorrow. And we're inviting a few um, a few reporters, some of our creators, some of our users, our, some of our staff, and we're going to do a fireside chat right on platform. Um, so that should be really fun. And right. then we're going to stream it on Twitch on January 26th. Okay. Um, so I'll share that with you and you can share that with your audience. Um, we're really excited about that. 
Um, the other thing just to keep an eye out for is, yes, we're talking to brands. Yes, we're working on partnerships. Now that we have digital um, collectible, you know, limited editions, I think it makes perfect sense for us to introduce this. Um, and we're excited because pretty soon our tools that will allow it to go directly into the creator tools will allow brands to actually own that and control the, the sale and resale of their items on the platform. Um, I should also say, you can give NFTs away on the platform, which is something else that we do a lot with brands. And in fact, we do that through quests where you the users have to go through a series of things to do. And when they get done, they're rewarded with a, with a quest. We've run two of these quests so far, and we've given away 3,000 NFTs total okay. um, per quest, and they sold out in 10 minutes. <laughs> so wow. People nice. made it through the quest got all their NFTs. And then if the NFTs run out, then they do get some credits, but you have to get in there and like get those quests done. So anyway, it's just fascinating because we're kind of crypto enabling people. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. for do, you know, just doing that. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind is that in the coming year, we're going to be doing some really exciting partnerships, um, some folks in entertainment, some folks in brands um, to do some really interesting um, launches with us and some involving activism that we're really, really excited about because again, we're all about human connection. So, sure. yeah. Well, so this has been awesome. Mara, thank you very much. For oh, my pleasure. We're, uh, please send us the information about the Oppenheimer. We'll make sure to get that out to our audience and okay. good luck this year and come back. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make this year count. Yeah. It's going to be hard out there. We know that the economy is challenging, but I think there's a lot to be optimistic about too. 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Metaverse Matters by Pebble Ventures. If you enjoyed the content, please do subscribe and rate the show. You could also connect with us on LinkedIn at pebbleventures.com or directly at mike at pebbleventures.com. If you're a brand exploring the space or you're already testing and are looking to develop next level strategies, please do reach out. We'd welcome an introductory conversation to learn more about your goals, where you are in the process, and share our thoughts about your business. Have a great day.